Welcome to Mosaic, the EDC podcast. Mosaic is a place to explore pressing challenges in education, health, and economic opportunity with EDC staff around the world. I'm your host, Berkonofsky, senior writer at EDC. Joining me today is Thelma Kalgati. Kalgati lives in Mali, where she is leading EDC's large-scale USAID-funded literacy program. Early results indicate that the program, known as Selective Integrated Reading Activity, or SIRA, is dramatically improving reading instruction in resource-lean communities. In this podcast, Kalgati describes why this intervention is so important and what she has seen in some of Mali's schools. Thelma, thanks for coming today. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here. There are millions of children around the world who do not have access to high-quality literacy instruction, and the impact of this is far-reaching, both for the children and the communities in which they live. Um, But your work in Mali is showing that it's possible to substantially improve literacy gains even under less than ideal teaching circumstances. Um, So I want to talk about that, and I wonder if you can start by telling me about the work that you're doing in Mali. Sure. The project I'm working on is called Sira, which actually in Bamanakan, which is one of the languages of Mali, or the language actually that we're working in, means the road. So we think it's the road to learning how to read. We work in collaboration with the Ministry of National Education, and in 2009, Mali did its first baseline study of children's reading competencies. Um, It was a nationwide study of some 5,000 children, approximately 2,000 children, at the end of grade two in six languages, in Bamanakan, Fufulde, Sanrai, and Bomu, as well as in Arabic and French. And the study found that between 83% and 95% of the children, depending on the language, could not read a single word of a grade-appropriate text at the end of second grade. So even though there was some sense in the Ministry of Education that things were not going well, People didn't have a sense of how bad it was until that baseline study came out. And it became really a wake-up call for the ministry. And they have put a lot of effort into improving the quality of reading instruction, which is, of course, the basis of children's um, knowledge and understanding. One of the things that we helped the ministry do at that time was to develop a standards framework for reading. So it was clear or that there was a common vision of what the expectations um, for developing reading competencies should be for children at the end of grade two, at the end of grade four, at the end of grade six. And once that was done, the ministry then began to ask, well, if this is what we want children to be able to do, how do we achieve that? How do teachers have to teach in order to reach that? And so in Mali, we developed what we call the balanced literacy approach, which is basically uh, international research-based effective practices for learning how to read. You need to develop phonemic skills, phonemic awareness. You need to develop vocabulary. You need to develop awareness of how language works, I guess what you would call grammar or the mechanics of language and so on. And now what specific gains have you seen after having implemented? We just actually uh, completed the midline evaluation of the project. We've, We've had two years of interventions in schools. And so children, our first cohort of children, were tested at the end of grade two. When we did the baseline, the baseline was done in 2015. Only 3.2% of children were able to read according to the ministry's standard. And at the midterm, we were 13.7%. So it's about an 11% gain. On all of the other subtests, letter recognition, syllable recognition, being able to read familiar words, we've had gains of either double or triple gains in uh, what children are doing, so we, we know we're on the right track. 
And it's been exciting to see. It's been exciting for teachers to see. I mean, we have all the time, parents will say, I have four children in school, and this is the first time my child at the end of second grade has been able to read and write. Um, we put a great deal of emphasis on both reading, developing reading skills and writing skills because they're intertwined, interchanged. And so our children, not only do they read at the end of second grade, they write. So what is it about the SEER approach that you think is generating such impressive learning gain? First of all, it works on all of the competency areas simultaneously. It was interesting. We did a study in Mali of how teachers teach, I mean, what their beliefs about learning to read were and about their teacher practices. And we found, for example, that um, it took basically two years to learn the alphabet, (laughs) to learn all the letters and sounds of the alphabet. And in our program, in two months or three months at most, children master all the letters and sounds of the alphabet. So they have the basic tools that they need to begin learning to read. Um, we use a child-centered approach. There are a lot of games for learning, um, and we know that young children learn most effectively through play. So the, there are seven strategies that we give teachers to use. One is called a news of classroom news, where children generate their own sentences. They're, they talk about what they've done, and then the teacher writes those sentences on the board and then use them, uses those sentences that were generated by the students as a means to develop. Um, we ask teachers to use guided reading, to read to the children, and there are stories that are we've produced in big books that uh, the teachers will read, and then there are shorter one-page stories that by the end of the week, if the child has mastered the vocabulary and the structure in what was taught during the week, they should be able to read these stories autonomously and take them home to read for their parents. Another technique is guided writing, so that you're helping children to develop their writing skills. So it's interrelated, and we also use interactive audio instruction. We have a series of 100 audio programs that were developed that are targeted to help children develop reading skills. Now, have you visited some of the schools where this is being implemented? You have two different conditions in Mali. You have the rural areas. Well, Mali is a resource-lean environment. Most classrooms you walk into, what you see would be a blackboard, and then you see table vent, which looks something like, um, that means table benches. It looks like what children used in the colonial time in the United States. Right. In, the, in the urban areas, class size often is 100 or more students with one teacher. In the rural areas, class size is much less, but the teachers are also often less well-prepared. They're community, we're working in public schools and community schools. So the conditions are not optimum, but we give, we, in addition to training teachers uh, in the strategies that we want them to use, we produce um, pedagogical supports for the children, for the students, as well as for the teachers that they use. There's an alphabet board with um, alphabet cards in, on one side it's the capital letter, on the other side it's the small letter. Um, so teachers use that to help the children quickly learn the alphabet. There, we give them an MP3 player so that they can play the radio programs, which are a half an hour every day. Um, so we've provided the teachers with the basic tools. And then we've trained the, the school directors or the principals and ask them at least to encourage and work with the teachers on a regular basis, at least once every two weeks. And we also work through the pedagogical counselors at the district education level so that they also provide support to the teachers. So um, right now you're working in a select group of schools. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's possible to replicate the successes that you've seen at scale? Well, actually, around? we're working with 4,000 schools and 8,000 teachers, 4,000 school directors. So even though it's not national, it's at pretty large scale. So we think it's, 
it, we can definitely replicate what we're doing. And then are there any lessons that you think the field can learn from, from EDC's success in Mali? Uh, certainly the techniques that are being used can be are, are effective techniques for learning how to read. Um, the emphasis on building all competency areas simultaneously rather than concentrating on only one thing. The emphasis on developing both reading and writing skills at the same time. Those are and the use of audio because um, it's it's much more stimulating for children to have uh, to be able to listen to games and songs and rhymes and so forth and the materials that were developed as well. So now you've worked in Mali for a while now. So what has it been like for you to hear stories of teachers who are now implementing these programs and parents who are saying, I really want my, my children to go to the Sierra school? Oh, it's exciting. Mali's security situation since the coup d'etat has degenerated a great deal. But um, our staff are committed to, what, to the work that we're doing, and we believe that it's a way to turn the country around. I mean, you can't advance scholastically if you don't know how to read. And if you haven't learned to read by the time you're in third grade, the chances that you're going to master these skills become dimmer and dimmer. And I often say that it's a question of justice because the children in the public schools and the community schools are children who are, whose parents are too poor to send them anyplace else. I, I think the government has an obligation to provide quality education so that these children have a path out of poverty. Otherwise, you're condemning them to live you know, a life of being poor and not being able to develop your capacity, your human capacity. So from that point of view, I think it's critical or it's very important that we give the children the skills they need to evolve and to develop their personal capacities. Well, thanks so much for talking to me about this program and uh, good luck when you go back to Mali. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Mosaic. For more information about CIRA or EDC's work in early literacy, visit us online at edc.org.